0: should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast and well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Fam, welcome to episode 26 of I Crying Corners, or in real terms, season 3, episode (laughs) 6. We're continuing the trek through the 10 things that aren't a thing. Yeah, I kind of do these things in 10s. I've been breaking down the kingdom, the things that uh, should matter in the kingdom and how to perceive them. So if you're new, that's kind of what I've been talking about for the last 5-ish episodes. Um, But in case you haven't heard my episode in season one on the kingdom, let me define it. The kingdom is God's work and hope for the world. The kingdom is um, only here and it's now. It's heaven on earth. It's um, the deep and the vastness of eternity calling to the deep and vastness of my soul here in the temporal. Again, this is my revelation on this. Um, I would definitely go and read your Bible. Uh, It's the kingdom is the wheat and the tares. The work of the kingdom is plenty, and uh, many will miss out on its importance. It's like the mustard seed, it's evolving and underestimated, but one day it will bring shade and rest to many. The kingdom is also like leavened bread, it takes work to cultivate. But its effects cause his name and his values to rise. Um, uh, The kingdom is like a hidden treasure and a pearl. It needs to be sought, guarded, and sacrificed for. And the kingdom is like a dragnet. It gathers people, it brings them in safely, and it sifts through what truly matters. And that's what we're doing in this season. We are sifting through what truly matters because you are part of it. It's part of you. And understanding the kingdom and becoming a kingdom person means you become a holder of God's treasures revelations old and new in order to be a person to cultivate the kingdom you have to be a kingdom person yourself you become a kingdom person by living a life of true sacrifice supernatural obedience to God and by understanding that some things are not meant to give your energy to for example quitting isn't a thing perseverance is busyness isn't a thing abiding is the fast track isn't a thing Yet the process is, and entitlement isn't a thing, but faithfulness is. And today we're breaking down greatness, as greatness is not a thing, goodness is. And uh, that's why I want to jump right in today to what we're talking about, because I feel like everyone in this world wants to be great. Um, And I (laughs) had someone very, very kindly pull me aside one time and tell me to stop trying to be great all the time. And uh, because great wasn't even a fruit of the spirit, good was. And uh, when she said that, I literally just teared up because I was like, no, I want to be great. Great is awesome. And she looked at me and she said, Chadi, only God makes things great. Just make things good and he'll do the rest. And it was the most life-changing conversation I had in in my uh, early years of ministry because it definitely redefined how I worked and why I worked. And I say this because about 10 years back, I had started my own media company. I was doing really, really well, and I was teaching a, a, a teaching part-time a design class at a local private school. And I loved that season because um, I would say, man, it, it was like everything I was doing, everything I put my hand to, God was blessing. It seemed very, bl- seem, it seemed, keyword seemed, like a very blessed season. I love that season because about three times a week, I spent uh, my days teaching, like, the next generation all about Jesus and creativity, which is, like, one of my most favorite things to do. Um, and from the where I was teaching, uh, there, on my classroom, I could see, it was, it was, like, on a third floor, and it was completely surrounded by windows. And every day I would look over, and it was, like, a sea of green. <laughs> my windows actually um, overlooked A cemetery. It was like the most beautiful cemetery. Um, I don't know if that sounds morbid, but it was beautiful. And so every day I would watch, I could see these funerals. I wouldn't just sit there and watch, but I would sit there and I could see all these beautiful funeral processions coming through. All these people coming in, these visitors um, in this massive labyrinth of flowers and headstones. And I remember specifically in that season where I was striving and I was trying to be excellent and everything and I was chasing greatness, this was happening all the time. I was watching all these funerals. And I know that sounds crazy, but there was something really beautiful um, about that constant reminder that God was saying, hey, life was short. And it's funny, like I look back now and think through that season and really I feel like that was one of the things God was saying, like, hey, life is short, Chadi, focus on the right things, Chadi. And um, during that season, dude, I I just strived. I strived so hardcore. Everything I was, everything I was, the good, the God, the gifts, everything in me was fighting to be perceived as great. And I didn't even sleep, man. Sleep was like for the week. (laughs) And uh, I was busy building my business, busy building the music and teaching. And all I really cared about in that season was greatness. And just for clarity's sake, um, Everything during that season I put my hand to, it really did become excellent. And I think it became excellent because my identity was intertwined into my doing instead of my loving. See, that's what greatness does. It pushes forward the doing and not the loving. And loving is the goal. We're meant to love God and love people. And um, everything in me, the good, the gift, the God, was intertwined into what I was creating and what I was doing instead of my creator. And even though I was doing the Lord's work and I was, the Lord's work wasn't doing anything in me, and that was sad to me. Now that I look back on that season, I was building so much, but the truth was I, was I was building nothing. It was straw, man, and during that season, God was screaming at me to be a better steward of my life, to make it count, to stop beautifying dead things, to stop focusing on things that didn't matter. It was like he was giving me this not a thing <laughs> message, and every day I watched the end of people's journey. And all I could think of was, man, I hope I I go out successful. I'm serious. That's what I thought. It was so crazy. Then one day, one in particular day, I watched this like beat up pickup, and and like rolled up into the cemetery, and this really older older woman came out of the truck, and she parked, and she limped towards like a plot. Dude, she had she had to have visited several times before because she knew exactly what she was doing. She was super prepared. She had flowers, she had like different whatnots, she was going to need to like sit the flowers perfectly on the headstone, and I, I remember it was like my lunchtime, and there was nobody in my class, and I just stood there in that window watching, And I I watched as she placed the flowers and then she like, she would step up and she'd walk around them several times and, and then she would bend down and she'd kind of prune them and she would make them more beautiful. And then she took a minute, she sat back, she looked at her work and once the flowers were like pristinely placed, she just stared at them. And then she kind of like put her hand to her mouth and you could tell she was having a moment. She stood there for what like seemed forever. And I just, I just watched and after a while she kind of limped back a hundred yards back to her little truck and then, and she drove off. It's been years since that moment Years, I had to be maybe 25 when that happened But the feelings that I had watching it are still the same And the feeling is jarring to me See in the same manner that woman loved that plot in the way that she made it amazing Is in the same way that she took care of it and made it beautiful Was the same way I was living my life See the intention was excellent but the energy was put into something that was actively rotting away. And those that chase greatness are just like that poor lady. Just like me in my 20s. great, Greatest of intentions. Greatest of intentions. But the truth is, love and the striving, it's one-sided. And in the end, in the end of your life, it doesn't push the kingdom forward. It pushes you forward. And what you end up building rots away. And it, I guarantee you, if I've learned anything in my life, anything through all the strivings, that it won't matter on the other side of eternity. You know, I think it was in my busyness episode, I talked a lot about how I kind of referred to that season of my life where uh, as the dark age. <laughs> it's where uh, busyness kind of like took over and striving took over and That season of my life was filled with so much trying to be great, that I couldn't even see the good. And a couple years later, I came on staff at one of the fastest growing churches in the nation, and I I kept on striving because it's all I knew. And just like I said at the beginning of this story, my pastor was actually the one who told me that thing about greatness— and she, she saw that I was, I was in the middle of my work, and she, was, she just kind of like walked over to me, put her hand on my shoulder, and she, and she just said, Chadi, stop trying to be great all the time. Only God makes things great. I'll be honest, I was a little offended. I was like, nah, I mean, aren't we supposed to be excellent, excellent unto the Lord? And she was like, yeah, you can be excellent, but not in a manner in which you're striving, She said, you know, it's not even a fruit of the spirit. A fruit of the spirit is goodness. And she kind of just like awkwardly hugged me (laughs) because she knew I was really upset (laughs) about what she had said. And she's not a real big hugger. So it was a real fun, awkward moment. And then she just kind of left me with that bomb. And I spent the next, oh my gosh, days trying to process that. Because the truth is I had spent my entire 20s putting flowers and beautifying dead things. And in the moment, that one statement, it, it, it wrecked me. It wrecked me. It ruined me (laughs) in a good way. See, when God created the heavens and the earth, He didn't say, This is awesome. He didn't high five Himself. He didn't look at the angels and be like, I'm awesome. He didn't say anything. He didn't say it was great. He said, It is good. And then He took the time and He rested. Not only had I stopped allowing things to be good, I never rested. I spent so much time and effort trying to be great that I was overcome with worry that I, wouldn't, that I wouldn't become whatever unrealistic standards and expectations I had put on myself and then I had ultimately put on other people. That's a different podcast altogether. I'm just talking about us today. So just in case you know someone like this or you are the someone like this, you know, super duper excellent in doing but not living and loving... Yeah, I'm going to say that joker again. If you know someone like this or you're someone like this, the super duper excellent in the doing but not the living and the loving, I need you to look at all you're doing and have a for real honest conversation with yourself and your motives and the effects your desire for excellence, your desire for greatness is having on you, yourself, your family, and there's... And look at the light that's been given to you to steward the good, the gifts, the God, and ask, are you stewarding them with goodness, or are you trying to make them great? Some of you are listening, and you're wondering, how is this even applied to my life, you weirdo? And I'm like, calm down. Look, um, I'm going to tell you, I have made a lot of bad life choices, and um, I'm going to explain this, um, but I'm going to need the Bible first, because, you know, I can't do this on my own. So I'm going to read a verse in the Bible, and I'm going to break down how... how it helped me learn how to steward um, the things that I have, the things that God gave me. Instead of uh, pushing them forward up a mountain, instead I, be- I became a better steward of them in the valley. I'm going to read a, verse, the, a story kind of verse thing in Luke 8, and then I'm just going to break it down, how God gave it to me. Again, I say this in almost every episode. Go read this for yourself. Go get a revelation of this for yourself, because the truth is, I believe that God has something very special and very unique for all of us, but it is our job to seek it out. And uh, he gives revelation to the obedient, those that are able to share it, and I believe that God has a special revelation of this verse, of this for you. So my prayer is, uh, God, that you would just wreck them today, God, that even as I'm reading this, Father, and as I'm breaking things down, God, that you would wreck them in an awesome way in their cars and in their jobs and in their homes, God, that they would focus on your goodness and not on their greatness, Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Luke 8, 16 through 17. You wouldn't light a lamp and cover it with a clay pot. You're not going to hide it under your bed? No. When you light it, you're going to put it on open for your guests so they can feel welcome and see where they're going. See, hidden things will always come out into the open. Secret things will come to light and be exposed. I hope you're still listening, and I hope you're listening carefully because if you get what I'm thinking, you'll get more. And if you miss my meaning, even the understanding you think you have will be taken from you. I remember reading this. I was sitting in a staff meeting a couple uh, weeks ago, and I read through this, and I was like, oh God, I don't want to miss the meaning. Oh God, I don't want to miss what you're saying. And so I read it again, and God immediately says, "Like when you light your lamp, and co- well you wouldn't cover it with a clay pot. And I remember asking, God, what do you mean light? What light, God? He was, And immediately I felt the Holy Spirit say, Chadi, you're good, your gift's And the God that I and and God, everything in you—the good, the gifts, the Jesus—the stuff that I give you—you would never hide it. You're 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 meant, and then it goes on and it says you're meant to uh, share it with the world. Like I'm going to break this down: the stuff that you're supposed to do with the good, the gifts, the Jesus, everything in you. I'm going to break down with these verses of what you're supposed to actually do with them. And if you know what you're supposed to do with what God has given you, with the light that he's given you, with the gifts that he's given you, with the good, all the good stuff, epic stuff that he's given you, you won't chase greatness. Instead, you'll steward this with surrender. Okay, so in verse 16, it says, You wouldn't light a lamp and cover it with a clay pot. Um, ooh, I wrote this down. I wanted to read it. So how you... Uh, okay, no, it's not even pertinent. Okay, you wouldn't light a lamp and cover it with a clay pot. You're not going to hide it under your bed. No, when you light it, you're going to put it out in the open for all your guests to feel welcome and to know where they're going. First things first, the light in your life, the thing that you are maybe um, pushing towards greatness, the good, the gifts, the Jesus, it's meant to be shared. Greatness doesn't share. Goodness does. So if you're in your life, and you have a gift, and you hoard it for yourself, and it's only for you, that's not a God thing. That might be a good thing, and it might be a great thing, but it's not a good thing and a God thing, and there's a difference. See, it says here in the Word that the light in your life is meant to be shared. It also says the light in your life is meant to make people feel welcome And bring vision. If what you're doing in your life does not make people feel welcome, and it doesn't give people vision, then it's not God. See, greatness pushes people away, but goodness draws people near. It doesn't only only draw people near, but it helps them and brings vision. See, everything in your life, the good, the gifts of Jesus, what it should be doing is drawing people near, and when you draw them near, what they see is Jesus. Chadi, it's very, very intense. Yes, I'm going to say this joker again because it's important. Greatness doesn't share, goodness does. Greatness pushes people away, goodness draws people near. Look at your life. As I'm saying these things, I want you to think through your life, just like we did in episode, the first episode of this season. Some of this stuff might, you might have to write down, whether it's your work, whether it's a hobby, whether it's something that you do in your life. Are you sharing it? Does it make people feel welcome? So for me personally, what this looks like practically, I was like, okay, um, what is this? What does this look like? The the ministry that God's given me with <clears throat> within my church, within my for 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 my position at church. Okay, God, uh, when I'm working, God, do I push people away or do I draw them near? God, with my husband, the way that I love my husband, does it push him away or does it draw him near? With my family, does it push him push them away or draw them near? In any every single thing of my life, to the podcast, does it push people away or does it draw them near to you? Like, everything. Go down a list. God, are all the things, Lord, that you've given me to steward? Am I putting flowers on dead things, God, or am I cultivating something for the eternity? God, something that's going to matter in the end. Ask yourself these things. And then in 17, it says, hidden things will always come out into the open as secret things will come to to light and be exposed. Okay. So if the light in your life is meant to be shared and make people feel welcome and bring vision, the light in your life is also, um, uh, how did I write this down? If you store the light in your life, the good, the gifts of Jesus revelation will be brought forth and brokenness will be purged out. So excellence looks smart and makes people feel great. So greatness looks really smart guys. It makes, it makes people, Oh, I read that wrong. Greatness looks smart and makes people feel less. Goodness is filled with revelation and builds others up. Okay, I'm going to say that again. If you steward the light in your life, the good the gifts the Jesus, revelation will be brought forth and brokenness will be purged out. That's awesome. I want that. How do I get that? Oh, you get that by uh, greatness. Uh, how it makes it makes you look smart and makes people feel less. And goodness actually is filled with revelation and builds others up. So if you're a person, if your life, the way you talk to people, this is a big deal. How how you talk to people is a big thing. Um, it frustrates me when people talk at me or talk um, or talk at other people. And I have a very big personality, and I'm Spanish, so everything I said, say say kind of sounds combative. So I've had to learn how to like. Not dumb down what I'm trying to say, but be careful in how I say it with my tone. So if you're the way you talk to people, the way you build others up, all that matters as goodness should be filled with encouragement and it builds others up. Like, are you speaking life into things, the good, the gifts, the Jesus, everything that you have, everything that you're working to, everything that you're putting your hand to? Is it something that actually builds others up or does it make people feel less? I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and let you sit with that one. so this is on the creative church podcast which means there's creatives that listen to this does your creativity make people less or does it build up jesus when people look at your creativity and they look at your work do they go god you're so trendy or do they go god you're so anointed because there's a difference there's a difference because trendy will only last during the trend anointing will bring longevity and you don't want to be trendy you want to be anointed and the only way you can do that is by being a person who doesn't, hmm, I'm not saying don't be excellent. I'm just saying great makes people feel less and goodness builds others up. So be good. Chadi, what does that mean? What's the difference? What do you mean you can't make it great? It's not that you're not making it excellent. It's just that you don't, you don't, oh, how do I say this? Lord, give me the right words. It's like you don't obsess over it. <clears throat> you let things lie. So some of you are like, well, like some of you will do this a hundred percent because I used to do it where it's like you have this massive to do list. And instead of coming home and spending time with your family or hanging out, you'll come home and work or you'll do stuff. You'll stay on your phone answering emails like that's you trying to be great. Oh, no, I got to get it done. Do you, though? Or do you have to maybe uh, stop putting flowers on something that doesn't matter and instead love on your family? because that's goodness. That's building others up. I think there's other things in your life the Lord's going to reveal to you. I sense that even now, that there's things that the Lord is going to begin to show you that you're putting flowers on that really don't matter in the end. And that's how you have to look at it. Like, God, what am I putting my energy into? What am I giving my time to? What am I, what am I investing in God that really in the end does not matter and is not good? 18 says, I hope you're still listening That one scared me a little bit. I'm like, I'm listening, Jesus. I hope you're still listening, and I hope you're listening carefully. Because if you get what I'm saying, you'll get more. And if you miss my meaning, even the understanding you'll think you have will be taken from you. Your level of listening will dictate the amount of light you bring forth. Listen. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not about building up your creativity. I'm about building up your listening skills. Because listening is all that matters. Listening is what matters, Lord. I can hear you. It's a, it's an under listening is not like, oh hey, I heard someone say my name. No, listening is a constant state of awareness that God is moving and He's speaking and He wants to speak into you and He's given you the good, the gifts, and the hymn and He wants to you to be able to put that forward. And the way that you put that forward is by listening. Jesus said, "I don't move unless the, what uh, until the Father says what He says." And and of course, I paraphrased a horrible version of that Bible verse. But point is, is that Jesus didn't do anything until His Father told Him. Not like he just sat in a corner, but what I'm saying, you you know what I'm saying. Your level of listening will dictate the amount of light you bring forth. So here's God; He's giving you these good, He's giving you the gifts, He's giving you Him, and He's saying, "Hey, I want you to push this forth." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm not really listening." Well, then guess what? If you're not listening, you won't be able to do more. And then it says, "I wrote this down." Your level of understanding will dictate the amount of light you're also given to steward. So if you're not listening and you don't understand this, what I'm teaching you right now, the reality is is your light will be minuscule. And that's not what you're called to. You're called to be a blazing fire, my friend, for the kingdom and for every bit of everything that he's given you. You're meant to do awesome things. Oh man, I ran out of time again. Dang it! Uh, Okay, so greatness isn't bad, but it's not necessarily kingdom goodness is so remember uh, only God can make things great only God and his awesomeness can make things excellent so take a deep breath God wants to ignite and set a blaze of light in your life the good the gifts the Jesus through the filter that is good and God is great and if you listen and embrace the kingdom principles I mentioned in Luke 8 you will totally impact people for the good And that's the goal in the end, my friend, is to impact people so they can see Jesus in your life and see Jesus in all that you do. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're a kingdom person. Go back and listen to what the kingdom is and get it in your bones because the world needs Jesus evermore. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I love you weirdos.